This is a HeadGum Original. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Still to throw some shade, Kiki with the gaze. It's time to drag her. Time to drag her. Drag her. Oh, hey, wait, what? What are you doing here? Um, hi, everyone. You're listening to the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Podcast, available for your goddamn ears and tummies, too. I am so excited. I'm Mono Agapian. I'm so excited <laughs> to be joined today by streamer, uh, internet phenom, oh uh, also a talented creator in every goddamn way. <laughs> I... I, you know, I I first knew of their brand from Latinos Against Spooky Shit, and they're just the goddamn nicest. Uh, oh. Keep it going for Jonathan Perez Galvin. Is it Galvin or Galvin? It's Galvan. G A L V A N. Yes, which is A-N. fine. It's, there's like 16 different ways to spell the name. <laughs> I get it. I get it. What's up, Jonathan? Hi. Thank you so much for such a lovely and warm welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you. You're uh, so nice. I try. Um, you, you're doing, you're, you're, it's succeeding. You're doing the job. <sighs> um, I am so excited to have you here. It's also a perfect to have you here for a million different reasons. Um, you know, next week we're diving into Drag Race Mexico. Um, have you seen any of that yet? I have not actually. I've missed out on that, which is it's a damn shame because there's so much talent, so much. It's it's really a fun season. We're diving in next week with Oscar Montoya, dear friend. Um, Sweet Oscar, love him. Of course, I'm sure you'd have. Um, Oscar is doing a very nice job too. Of you know, you know, Oscar's Colombian, but yeah. <laughs> he's educating my ass in little ways. You know, just being like, okay, cute, learning, learning as we're going. Right, I am. Um, I'm ignorant. Um, I don't want to be ignorant. We uh, love a self-aware queen. You know, I don't want to be ignorant, but there are certain <laughs> things I'm like, oh, I had no idea about that, and it's so cool to to not only watch my favorite show but also learn some shit too. Right. You might, you might enjoy it. You might enjoy it. I would love to. I, yeah, I'm, I'm always down. I'm always down to come back. You've got an invite for me. Oscar wants to be a part of it, and we want to watch something. Absolutely. Together. Yes. We're going to do it. So we have to talk about Latinos Against Spooky Shit really quick, because <clears throat> I love horror. You, this is my question to you. Do you love horror, or are you ge- tr- genuinely like a too scared, didn't watch? I love horror, but Latinos Against Spooky Shit has never been about horror shouldn't exist. And it's been more about we shouldn't mess with the things that we don't understand because uh, too many people are too brave. And it's like, why, why are we doing this? Come on now. Like, like there's literally years worth of cinema as to why we shouldn't do the dumb things. Are you a writer as well, Jonathan? Um, Not sh- yet. Sure. Yeah. I mean, sure. as, as far as like with my content creation goes, I guess. But, but even then, a lot of it's- it is improv. 
It's a perfect world. I mean, just Latinos Against Spooky Shit is a perfect brand. It's a perfect world. It's a perfect movie. Um, it's because it's like, there's so much scream. I don't know. There's so much like scream ability, if you will, to me of like, don't do this. Oh, the character just did this. Right. Um, which it, I love. It flows and it, it was honestly accidental. Latinos Against Spooky Shit wasn't something that I can take credit for saying that I sat down and I brainstormed and I thought this, this creative, elaborative thing. There was... Just improv on my first video that I ever did for Latinos Against Spooky Shit. It's the first thing that came out of my mouth. And yeah. it stuck. And it was, it's just been a God given gift, honestly. I love it. I love the videos. If you're not familiar, I'm sure you've seen, if you, they're very, very, very popular. You're popular on TikTok as well as Instagram and probably Twitter and threads too. I um, wish. <laughs> but you're very popular. And I love, it, if you don't know, they're very, gr- very funny videos of spooky, weird internet shit. <laughs> and then your take on here's what here's what went wrong. Here's what should have been done. Stay safe. <laughs> yeah, it's it. And of course, all these things pop up at two in the morning when I'm trying to go to sleep. So my TikTok understands me very well. My FYP is flooded with terrifying things. Um, I That music all has an immediate effect on me. Yeah. Like. That one TikTok scary music, you know exactly the, the one. That, like, organ that just hits. Yeah. 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 Every time. Yeah. <laughs> like, every time gets me. Um, I hate it. Uh, and um, it really fucks me up. There's another, whatever, well, we have to move on. But there's another TikTok I follow called, Is the Real Estate Worth the Hate? Have you stumbled across this? It's very funny. It's just about real estate listings that where horrible things happened and of uh, this person is like, you know, this horrible thing happened here. Would you buy the house in this market? Probably. I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, listen. <laughs> I also got, I got a plug. So I do a spooky podcast with my friend, Betsy Sodaro. And we, we, we've been covering a lot of spooky stuff all summer long on We Love Trash, which is on Patreon. Go, 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 go. <laughs> and we just did a horror guide, which is so close to Latinos, like, against spooky shit. We just did a horror guide where we talked about different horror movies and how to survive said horror I love movie. that. I, and it's needed. It was needed, you know, because obviously there's different camps here. You know, there's your, your Saw torture porn. Right. There's Possessed Child. There's deranged fan. There's a lot of kinds of horror you need to be prepared for. Slime monster, fish monster, you know, vengeful ex spirit. Yep. Don't even get me started on Mystic Village. You know what I mean? Like when you're in a (laughs) when you're in a whole community where it's the norm, that's that's a that's a hard one. Right. Um, And we decide yeah, one of the worst too is like creature horror. Creature horror. And it's People have this tendency, like, if not friend, why friend-shaped? And that, every time, <laughs> that is the most common comment in my in my TikToks. When, when it's like a creature of some sort, it's like, but it's fuzzy. And I'm like, okay, well, I know who not to hang out with. Yes. Well, the thing, you can reason with, let's say, like a maniac, right? You're talking to a maniac. <laughs> you can a lot of times flirt with a maniac. Right. You know, like, that. that that's a good last-ditch effort to be like, I, you can kill me, but first... You are so sexy. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, like, listen, I'm gonna swing some ass and see if that works. You gotta try, <laughs> but you can't do that with like a a megalodon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the twerking uh, equivalent is to a shark, but I cannot <laughs> fathom it. So go check that out. You also stream. Let it, tell us about your stream because I, I am ignorant and old. Tell me, <laughs> tell me more about your streaming life. I I, I stream right now. Um, I recently started streaming more consistently. 
Uh, and right now, our community, we just do a lot of cozy games, a lot of, uh, you know, fun little games. Sometimes it's just us hanging out and eating lunch together. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a real niche to it. They do want me to start playing spooky games, so we're adding Ooh. that to the list. Um, but no, Friday the just, 13th, Dead by Daylight. Those are spooky. Yep, Friday the 13th, Dead by Daylight. The one they want me to play is Outlast, which is a fucking terrifying, like, found footage type of game. The whole game is played essentially through the lens of a camera as you're using it for, like, no. Night vision. Hate it. It's Hate terrible. It. It's horrible. I'm gonna and yeah, it's a whole thing. But uh, but no, yeah, we just hang out. All That's my hell. all my social medias are Latinos against spooky shit, except Twitter. Too long, so I just had to go against spooky. Against spooky, I love it. <laughs> so tell me, Jonathan, tell me more about your journey of Drag Race. What brought you to Drag Race? Like, have, have you watched this? Of course, we watched. You watched this season. When did you start your drag race journey? I started like season four, I think. And yeah. it was, it, why did it start? A, um, a movie came up with RuPaul and it was well, like one of his early movies that we, that he was in. Mm. And I was like, God, why do I recognize them? And my partner at the time was like, oh, that's RuPaul. And I was like, who? RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that they raced. And they're like, no, Jonathan, drag race. Like Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> like, oh, it was bad. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes more sense. So we we stumbled upon that, and we started going down the, that rabbit hole. And I yeah. just loved the personalities, and I loved the the um, – the, honestly, the creativity that comes with it, first of all, because I can't draw a straight fucking line to save my life, let alone all the <laughs> art and design that they do. It's just so fun. And they're just characters. And it's just so cool. So, Do you I have one to- queen that like speaks to you? Just like if you have to put one on a pedestal, who's your queen? Recently, just because I just saw the episode, yeah. um, Ganja Lestrange, like – Oh, Miss Laganja Strange. Yeah. Wait, her? Yeah, yeah. Yes. She was phenomenal in in um uh the was it the Survivor series of on um, Dropout? Uh like they were just Yes, yes. They were they were there on as, as a guest and it like just fell in love with them. And I followed them on TikTok immediately, followed me back, and I'm like, oh, they're so fucking cool. They're so fun. I yeah, love them. She's she's wild. She's and she's also whatever, she's really fought for a redemption because the fans have she was you know, she was uh, abused, not abused. I don't know, just mistreated by the fans. And then she's kind of earned a redemption. Yeah. She's got a makeup line now. She sells weed. She's crushing it. She's she's fucking on tour, I think, right now. Oh, yeah, um, she's, yeah she's, she's killing she's it. She's really iconic. Um, gotta love her. Gotta love her. Okay, so this season of All-Stars, let's talk about it. What, is, what are your thoughts on this season of All-Stars, just in general? It has been... For me, it was interesting to see an alliance last so long. That was the first thing that I noticed because uh-huh. usually shit falls apart. Season like episode two, everybody's at each other's throats. It, it's a nightmare. People are backstabbing. So the fact that we got to the top two or to the final two, I should say, yes, and you know they they kept true to their word has been amazing. And Jimbo is honestly hilarious. I I love Jimbo. In this season, I will say Jimbo's my favorite uh, out of out of the ones remaining. I like Jimbo. Jimbo. Look, we're here at the finale. We knew we'd be here at the finale. Mm-hmm. We knew what was going to happen. That's that's not a critique of the season, but it's to be noted that just Jimbo was kind of on her own, on her own, like playing field in this season. Jimbo was a cut above the rest. For, I yes. was I was hoping for Lopez. I oh 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 Miss Jessica. Yeah. 
Love, love. She's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I was God. I wish they would have kept a top three just for that. Like, come on. And that was a bit of a change of of, of pacing uh, to other seasons. Um, yeah. You know, it, it did take away a little bit of the mystique of like what's going to happen next, but you got to change it up. You got to do a change. You, you got to change it up. And, you know, they love to confuse us whenever right. they can. I do love that the show will try something every time, no matter what. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every they, season has always had some twist, which has been amazing. The fact that they've been able to keep it so fresh. And that they, they when, when it doesn't work, they bail. Just like Survivor, right? <laughs> right. Like they like when, like remember Fire Tokens? I don't oh, know if you watched Survivor. I did. I did. And it, like the whole mentality, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? But sometimes they right. like double down and it's like, listen, it didn't work two seasons ago. It's not going to work this one. Totally. Yeah, it's it's a wild. And I, you know, again, we have, we're here at the finale with everyone here. It, that's also a twist on a twist. And bring I kind of like bringing it. everybody back. I was worried when I when I when they first were announcing that when RuPaul brought everybody out, and I was like, "Oh God, what are they doing? Are they doing a a change up, a, a refresh? Are they like restarting? Is, are, is everybody up for for the finalist now?" Like I was confused. <laughs> the, this cast chemistry, like I I will I will be unpacking this cast chemistry for months to come because <laughs> in, in ways I hate it, and in ways I absolutely love it. Like this has been the best synergy, I think, from all the queens in any season. Yeah, there's been a really interesting dynamic here. Like they're talking shit, they're friends, they like each other, they don't like each right. other. Something's something is afoot, and I, I have to say, I do like all the queens being there for the finale because it's a lot better than. I think just having two people there, especially these two people, Jimbo and Candy, who are just friends, right. It does it, it? It does leave a lot to be desired. So it was great to have something to fill out the tic tac lunch and all that shit. It's it's not a finale if you don't have a little animosity. Do you think Jimbo was ever worried? Like I listen. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was watching it last night, and when uh, Jimbo and Candy went back uh, and they were talking in the workshop, Jimbo seemed so unbothered. Like there was, Mm -hmm. there was not that they weren't excited, not that they weren't happy to be there, but Mm -hmm. like, you know, Candy Muse was ecstatic beyond belief. Like, like Mm -hmm. couldn't believe that they made it to that spot where Jimbo kind of felt like this is where I was going to always be. And so I don't think Jimbo had a doubt in in their mind. No, not at all. And I mean, in production, you know, put her in the bottom only once. So they weren't. They weren't dangling her in, in, in everyone's faces very much. No, top contender the whole way through. Yeah, Jimbo's unbelievable, and Jimbo's an artist with a lot to say. But I have to say, I mean, we're going to talk about whatever comes up in the episode, but there's no need to pull any punches. Candy's unironic desire to win made it so much better. Like... She, there was nothing ironic about this. She wanted it. She wanted it all the way to the end. She believed she could have gotten yep. it. And that made the finale a lot better than someone going, fuck, what am I going to, what, what, what chance do I fucking have? Right, right. It wasn't an underdog mentality. These, these were, this was Mike Tyson and Holyfield. These are two juggernauts <laughs> in their rights going toe to toe and, and really just all skill set at that point. It wasn't, you know, can I skim by? Am I going to hopefully try to get this one? No, it was just two people extremely talented, uh, duking it out. And I love how how different they are. They're fucking freaks in such completely Complete, different ways. All these are just such dynamic and polar opposites. Like usually you've got 
I don't want to say like a clique of queens that kind of gather in a season, but you usually have like a little group that's yeah. like, okay, you guys are all, yes. I get it. You're all similar. That's fine. That's great. But everybody's so unique in what they do this season. You're right. There isn't like, it's like they're all the, for lack of a better word, the dumpster children on the play yard. <laughs> they're all the redheaded stepchild of, of their own yeah, niche. Yeah, they're like- they're like, there's like the cool clubhouse and they're like the underground, dirty clubhouse kids, <laughs> all freaks in a completely different way yeah. who somehow fit together. It was, it was, it's just a perfect cast of misfits that made an yes. amazing season. Truly. It was cool. I got to say, and I'm glad to see a truly unique chemistry on an all-star season. Jimbo's face is covered with cream and Lalaurie is being taught filthy things in Spanish. Did you enjoy yeah. this? <laughs> It seeing seeing the Hispanic uh, influence here and and watching that, I mean, it it just it just tickled my heart. It's I love it, that because I do that with my friends. <laughs> yeah, it's really one. I will say that's one of the best parts of Drag Race. Obviously, you've been watching since season four. One of the best parts of Drag Race is the way it heralds POC communities mm-hmm. and normalizes and just like makes POC communities feel safe because there isn't just one or two. It's like, there's a bunch of people of color and they're having a good ass time together. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite parts of the show. I think at least half the season, if not every season has been yeah. minimum half, uh, you know, yeah. uh, representation wise, whether it's, it's African American, Hispanic, Latino, whatever it is, there's been some sort of, of yeah. that. Uh, which is job. great. Did could you make out any of the filthy things they were saying in Spanish? Uh, I could not. I no. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think it was just general. You know, sex it was general debauchery, stuff. which is fine. Debauchery, taking yeah. it in the ass, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> you know, things that'll really work out if you're if you're trying to just have a vacation in Mexico with family. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? <laughs> so this moment is interesting because Nasha is, you know. Bullsh starting some shit with James saying, mm-hmm. James, I don't really think you should have been in the top two. No tea, no shade. What'd you think? Everybody like, was so verbal in this, in the season. I don't think yeah. anybody was ever afraid to pull back punches. Right. Cause a lot of times in seasons, somebody tries to start shit and then somebody like tries to play it off. Like, Oh, I'm unbothered. I uh, like whatever they can talk their shit. I know what I am. And it felt to me less, less of, um, just shade throwing for the sake of shade throwing and more of just genuine, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, conflict resolution almost just people actually (laughs) genuinely being like, listen, here's what I truly think. And I need to figure out why we are where we are versus like, I just hate you for the sake of hating you. Yeah, you're so right. It was like a general family therapy situation. It, it, it was very communal. It was very much everybody being like, hey, we just need to hash it out. Like, let's talk about the elephant in the room versus I'm just going to be catty and bitchy for the sake of being bitchy. It felt very on point and very, uh, I want to say progressive in their arguments, honestly, because they brought up good points. I also got to say James finally won. I mean, I've always been, I've been 50-50 on James. And she finally won me over this season. She finally won me back when she accident, not accidentally, but serendipitously mm-hmm. roasted the fuck out of Nasha by throwing it back to her and saying, eh, I would rather have uh, Kahana's body. No tea, no shade. Right. Like, that was so awesome. That was such an, I was like, finally, now I'm a James Stan. It was, it was the perfect clapback at the perfect moment. Like yeah. it was, it was set up beautifully. 
and in, in a way that a writer couldn't like, like sometimes you just can't write that dialogue. The moments make themselves. And that was, that was just phenomenal. It was phenomenal, James. You, you got me on your side. Um, and I mean, what a way to go out. Obviously she got a win last week with Lollary. She right. finally got a win. She hadn't had a win in the history of the show. What a way to go out going out on top. I mean, you got to get that dub before you leave, right? Yes. They're back in and we're about to we're about to gear up for these fame games. Okay, I'm just going to say it again, Jonathan. I don't the vote multiplier is What a the, game changer. I hated it personally. <laughs> really? What did, I hate the vote multiplier. Why? I think it invalidates the voting process. Like to me, it, it no longer makes it interesting for me to go online and click, clack, click, clack. Feel free to disagree. Sure. Um, but for me, it just felt like it invalidates the practice of going to vote because now that Lollary has three times the votes, it is so insurmountable to beat her. I disagree because- Talk to me, Talk to me. yeah. The only, the only reason was, <laughs> it's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because you're right. When you've got somebody who's, who's got a landslide win and they get a times three or a times four multiplier, yeah. well then shit, who, nobody's going to be able to top that, right? But the flip side of that, sometimes you got a fan favorite or sometimes you've got like an underdog we've talked about that you're like, I mm-hmm. really hope that they win. This gives them a fighting edge. This gives them a chance to come out on top. Mm-hmm. But only if we don't get somebody that's got a million votes already, right? So it, it evens yeah. the playing field out a little bit, but at the same time, I do see where you're coming from, where it kind of invalidates the rest of everything else. Because, yeah. you know, you, you get enough votes, you get a big multiplier, you might as well just call it at that so point So you're saying in time. it's earned because she won a challenge that got her the multiplier. It's earned. Yeah. I mean, at that point, like, you know, it's 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 part of the game. It's part of the system. And you just got to exploit it, you know, if if, you know, if the crowd's not voting for somebody, but that person's talented enough to win it, then to get the multiplier and, and, you know, dig yourself out of that ranking. So it's kind of one of those things. I want to hear from the listeners. So listeners, tell, did you like the multiplier or not? Comment on this episode or on our Instagram, please. I want to know. Well, we're going to get into these Tic Tac lunches, but first, silence, Jonathan. I feel like taking a break. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last-minute gift for, like, your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Drag Her Under Podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's Drag Her Under Podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your 
money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hi, listeners. Here to tell you about a very important organization called Al Otro Lado, which helps to reunify families which have been ripped apart due to our country's cruel border policies. As you know, since 2018, many people have been suffering through these policies, which have taken children away from their parents. And Al Otro Lado is working to reunify families. They've already reunified over 100 refugee families and they create legal and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the United States and Tijuana. We want you to get involved today. Help me support Al Otro Lado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otro Lado in the description of this episode below or go to gum.fm slash charity and donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. That's A-L-O-T-R-O-L-A-D-O dot org slash volunteer. Bring back my break. We're here. We're talking Tic Tac lunches. We're here with Jimbo who is, you know, giving us what we want, telling us about her history with her alcoholic parents and really opening up about her journey of finding clowndom. And um, what would you think? It was not what I expected from Jimbo. I got to say, it was was raw and real and watching somebody just emotionally dissect themselves like that. So you can tell that they are very comfortable with their history, mm-hmm. um, that they've come to terms with a lot of things. And so being that vulnerable was, is what made Jimbo more endearing to me. It, yeah. It's what really solidified my, my idea of like, okay, Jimbo has really clawed their way to where they're at, not just stature wise, but for themselves, as far as like personal growth goes. And that, I mean, that speaks volumes to me personally. Yeah. Jimbo is, almost too smart. And what I mean by that is she like is watching the whole show from a helicopter above. Like she Mm. understands what's happening. She understands this is her time to be incredibly vulnerable. She understands that even during the choreo challenge, she has to express fear at at Candy's better dancing. Right. Um, She understands every step of it and she's willing to play the game to get where she needs to go. Yes, and I, but I don't think she's being ingenuine in her. Agree. Right. Like, like there's a difference between I'm going to fake it till I make it because that's what I got to do to win versus yes. I'm going to use all my strengths and I'm going to be genuine and still yes. be able to pull it off. That's hard to do. Nobody, it's, it's hard to be in a competition with so many queens who are also all very talented and make yourself stand eh, out without crazy. having, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Without I'm kidding. feeling like you have to step on, on hands, right? Without feeling like you have to be anything other than truly yourself. So I think that's why Jimbo definitely stands out. Yeah. Jimbo just uh, has done so much work on her brand. It's her third time being here. Mm-hmm. She's learned something every time. And, you know, for the, the, tr- the people who've watched every season like me, like, you know, when she was on UK versus the world, she was ready, but she wasn't playing the meta game the right. way she is on this season. 
Right. No, they definitely grew, learned, adapted, and applied mm-hmm. all the other lessons from the previous seasons to come out uh, um, as, again, the biggest contender in this one. Let's okay. Let's talk about this Queenathon before we talk about Candy's Tic Tac Lunch. This Queen giveaway, which I think is partially just an apology for keeping these girls here for so goddamn long, <laughs> quarantining them, forcing them to stay week by week by week and show their looks on the runways. What'd you think about this? Uh, this circle of uh, truth or dare, but mostly. You get you get a thousand dollars, and you get a thousand dollars. It uh, 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 RuPaul Oprah edition. Um, yes, but it what? I don't want to say that inv- it invalidated you know the competition or like the spirit of uh, uh, competitorship, if you will. Mm-hmm. It felt it felt like a forced uh, bit. To me, it was very forced. It, like, look, yeah. am I happy the queens are getting money and resources? Of course. For- Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But like as a viewer of this episode, am I bored? Yes. Right. Exactly. Like at that point, Rue should have just popped out and be like, hey, you've been here long. We apologize. Here's a thousand dollars each. Call it a day. Leave. (laughs) I would have been much more ecstatic at that than this canned response from everybody where where it's a competition. It's it's hard to shift gears to anything other than these are my competitors. And so it just it just felt rough. It felt rough. It felt like they were in the Delta Sky Lounge and their flight had been delayed for (laughs) a couple weeks too long. And RuPaul said, you know what makes this better? Throw some meal vouchers at them. (laughs) Yeah, right. And that that, that was the thing, too. It kind of also felt, I don't want to say disingenuous from from, uh, the competition standpoint, but meek. Like, it, it could have been more, like... I, I I don't know. I just feel like they deserved more for what they've been through. Totally, 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 totally. And that's why it's it's no secret that it's it's getting harder and harder to get girls to come to All Stars because it is such an undertaking when you are producing and styling and your entire package. It's a lot of work. It's it, it's a risk reward, right? Because at the end of the yeah. day, you come out on top. Um, you, then, then you've, you've, you've established your name, you know, you go in the hall of fame, like you are a household name at that point in time, mm-hmm. but you have to put your entire life and career on pause for these X amount of months while you're filming this. And that can be detrimental. So, you know, it's, it's give and take, you know, it's great to be on it. It'll help you out. But at the end of the day too, it could really stagger your career. Yeah. 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 And I mean, they, and it will help every single one of them just to reinvigorate their brand. Um, yeah. At what cost? No, hopefully <laughs> the cost was worth it. Um, it definitely cost them money to get on the show, but I, 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 all I want is for all of them to be fuck pay, very paid. Yes, please. Candy's Tic Tac moment. Candy's Tic Tac moment. What do you, I mean, look, look, Candy. Candy did great. <laughs> like Candy like cried in such a genuine way, which look, I'm not saying force a cry, but this is such a beautifully done, absolutely real, raw, vulnerable moment from Candy. And if you can cry, cry. <laughs> 100%. you should use your tears, but as we've seen with some other competitors in past seasons, Uh-oh. you can tell when it's a crocodile tear, you can tell these when it's- These aren't Alexis Michelle tears, right? no. I wasn't going to say it. Oh, okay. I'll say it for you. <laughs> but you can tell when it's when it's 
force, when it's canned, when it's, you know, a, a right. trigger response that you can do it on your right. own butt. Such a star. Such a, yeah, um, poor widow me. But this was such a good raw moment as well. Um, I think, again, two top contenders that really understood. One from experience, right, who had been here three times before, uh, Jimbo, who had understood the game. And then Candy Muse coming in as, as a fresher competitor, if you will, but still yeah. understanding from the outside in kind of what it took. I'm going to ask such a cynical question, so forgive me. Um, when RuPaul says, I'm your biggest fan, Candy, and of course it becomes part of the narrative of the episode. Right. The cynic in me says RuPaul is saying this to stir shit up because we know, we know how heavy, heavy, like how heavy we are on a Jimbo win right now. Mm-hmm. That RuPaul, the cynic in me says RuPaul is like, I got to say whatever the fuck we need to say to give this episode some stakes. Now, are you a cynic like me or do you just believe RuPaul is a candy fan? Listen, uh, it's TV. <laughs> okay. I think you've got to do whatever it takes to get those ratings. And two happy-go-lucky friends going into the finals doesn't make for good television. True. So Truth. Make of that what you will, community. Okay, so political. <laughs> I love it. You're such a, so, you're ready to debate. You're ready for 2024. That's right. <laughs> if only I was born in this country, damn it. God damn it. Um, we have a classic choreo montage, and no surprises here. Candy's a better dancer than Jimbo in every way. Is Imagine anyone that. surprised? Yeah. <laughs> No, we're not surprised. But, you know, they do what they can to make this story compelling. Yeah, yeah Jimbo, Did, was, Jimbo was very stiff. Very stiff. Jimbo yeah. not a not a great dancer, and I relate to that. I'm not a very good dancer. Can you dance? I, I can keep rhythm, but I can't really uh-huh. dance. Okay. Yeah, I get that. It's a different skill. Yeah. You understand the rhythm. I and get it, but my body just won't do the fucking thing. <laughs> I kind of might be the same. It's like I'm rhythmic enough to understand I'm off rhythm, but then I'm not rhythmic enough to make it <laughs> To do something about it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's really funny. Uh, Jimbo's trying, and Jimbo knows it, and I really appreciate the, the, the genuine, like the way Jimbo is manifesting when she's like, this is the most important thing to me. I will be good at this. Like, she's trying so hard to manifest this. Speak it into the universe, Jimbo. Speak your truth. But it's it's also one of those things, too. Like, in in, again, past seasons, you've seen people who aren't good at a thing almost immediately break down. There's almost that immediate, like, I'm not good at this. This is horrible. This is terrible. Like, like just complete shutdown. Jimbo's mental fortitude to be able to go through something that, like, I'm not good at this. I'm going to be good at it, though. That takes a lot as a competitor. Yes, it takes a, a whole shit ton. And remember earlier, sorry, I cut you off earlier. I think I misunderstood you when you were like, are you, are you rooting for Nasha or Jessica Wilde? I think I mis, I, I mis, I misled you, Miss Jessica Wilde, who was in our top three, or Nasha Lopez. No, Nasha Lopez. Early out. Yes. Nasha, yes. Nasha. Okay, we're a fan. She's yeah. gorgeous. She's hot in every gender expression. She's amazing. Yes, 100%. She's, she's amazing. She's amazing. She was um, she was my personal pick. Coming into the season, I was like, that's that's the one. Yeah, she's pretty amazing. No. Um, she's a real shit stirrer. Um <laughs> and, and I have some I, like I have some mean opinions about her too, but I won't go there. Um, but I am a fan, but part of this is okay, I'm gonna say it because I'm a I'm an asshole. 
She's hot in a way. <laughs> she's hot in a way that I think. Spit it out. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> has gotten in the way of her personality. I think she's too hot for her own good. She has made being hot. Her yes. only personality trait. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Which has devoided her of all her other traits. She has phenomenal traits that she doesn't highlight on. Yes. Which ultimately was her downfall. Yes. 100%. I can agree with that. Okay. Okay. I feel like less of a monster. <laughs> no, 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 no. 100%. Listen, again, we love a self-reward queen, right? But we they, gotta. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. And they're going to take their hotness all the way to the bank. Yeah, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, depending on what circuit you're in and what you're trying to do with your career, that's all you need. But if you're trying to be rounded and, and, you know, I said what I said, I'll fucking. No, I'm with you. (laughs) I'm sorry, I got distracted because for no reason, Alexis Michelle tells us she's wearing her grandmother's dress while putting on makeup. (laughs) I didn't like this. I didn't. All I can say is I did not like this. I. That creeps me out. <laughs> that creeps me out. Yeah. yeah, you you couldn't have dragged that out of me if you tortured me. Thank you. I know. It's just when you thought Alexis Michelle, you, just when I thought like, oh, the edit on Alexis, this episode's not about Alexis Michelle. She couldn't possibly say something weird to one-up her weirdness. This shit comes out. <laughs> right. Yeah. At, at that point, she might as well have been putting on her grandma's skin Thank you. And, and and no one is like the quietness of the reaction of all the queens. <laughs> the telling. silence was loud. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> silence was loud. Because like nobody knew what to say at that point. Like, oh, because nobody's going to lie and be like, oh, that's a nice dress because it's not. But no. Like, like, what do we do with this information? Just keep on putting keep on your fucking. Just dirty, ugly <sighs> gown that you're. Putting, you're gonna get dirtier with makeup. What's the point? If you like your grandma, why are you getting this dress dirty? Right. If you hate your grandma, wh- why are you ew. wearing it? Ew! <laughs> this is a mess. This is a mess. And also, Alexis Michelle, stop making vagina jokes. It's tired. It's tired. It's the bit is gone. The bit was was dead after the second or third time. God. Okay. So we can get into, I don't think too much more happens. These girls are supporting each other. Let's talk about RuPaul hitting the main stage. What'd you think of Ru's look? Uh, honestly, for for a split second, uh, reminded me of Tyra Banks, actually. Totally. Like, totally. like hit me with the Tyra Banks. He's like, oh, shit, kind of a throwback. Cool. Um, it's very early 2000s. Very, too, which I was going to say, don't necessarily care for the disco ball dress. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... Skin on point, hair on point, RuPaul crushing it as always, though. You're right. It's 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 um it's not like gonna make the headlines, but it's she right. looks amazing. Yeah, she no, she looks she looks stunning as always. She always looks so stunning. She's got this like Farrah Fawcett-ish number in the wig. Yes. The makeup is different. She's experimenting with her makeup, giving this highlight and light eye. I think she's wearing contacts right now with this light she eye. Is. She's got yep, she's got like the baby blues. It's cool. And she's Classic got, um, yeah, because she's, she's usually goes for like the smokier look. She's got those big, wide popping uh, yes. eyes now. It, it really yes. accents from like the nose up, whereas before it's kind of all jaw. Very Barbenheimer. It's, yes. You know, she's got the Barbie face, but the booty is Oppenheimer. You right. know? <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, the judge intros? 
God, we got to do something. I think we got to change the judge intros. I'm, I think we're officially done with the judge intros bit. I, yeah. I, 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 it's, I it's old. It's tired. It's played. We get it. They're there. Isn't that it? We're making the booty short joke. Let's talk about Ruth. What do you think about Ruth's performance of ASMR lover? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know, uh-oh. Not, not my favorite. Not my favorite. Yeah. I would have, I think, just, I honestly think she should have been on a throne. Yes. Keep her on a throne. Yes. That is it better displays her queen dumb. Right, 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 right. Having, having something different where she objectively is looking down on the rest of the stage would have fit the, the theme and the song and, and just her presence better than this. Yeah. This felt just out of place for them. Current. Um, and I don't know what yeah. it was. It just, it just felt clunky to me. It did feel clunky. It feels like, and I love RuPaul so deeply, but I just don't think like if I don't, we've seen this number a couple times with the stand and step. Right. And I just, I think there's a better way to display her regal. Um, she's the queen of all Queens. Right. And I think that like really the choreo is beneath her. Yeah. Uh, using Beyonce as a reference, like, yeah. Like Beyonce, like she doesn't dance all the time. She doesn't dance half the time. Yeah. Like, you know, single ladies, fine, because you have to dance single ladies. I don't even know if she's performed single ladies in a while. But there comes a point in your career where you don't have to draw that attention anymore. You don't have to put yourself in the front and center because you've reached a level above your own level at that point. And, and exactly. Rue's there. Exactly. So what would you think about Jimbo's final number, I Remember Being Born? Giving her clowny, white, Mickey Mouse look. I hated the look. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to point blank shotgun blast subtle say it. It's a a reference to her entrance from Canada's Drag Race, the first time she ever entered the workroom. So it is an improvement in that way, but you don't, tell me more. I I, I love this opinion. You just don't, I just, I just don't like it. And, and I, I guess for me, because the only thing I can see is black and white Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And I can't get past that. I can't get, and you know, it, it clashes so much with the dancers. Uh huh. There's no general theme built together around it. Like if they were also dressed in something similar, cool, awesome. Then, then we've got at least a theme blanketing everybody, uh-huh. but it's, it just seems too off the cuff random, mm-hmm. regardless of it being a throwback, um, you know, which, which I, I like though. Love that. You know, it's a throwback to, hey, look at where I was to where I am now. Awesome. I love that. But at least Strange piece the rest of it you. together. It just felt, yeah, it just felt uh, copy and pasted into the wrong format. Yeah, I felt like it was one of her last things she needed to wear. Um, you know, she decided she brought this. She decided she was going to wear it. She felt like it was a full circle moment. I like it fine, but I agree I didn't leave going, holy, holy shit. I'm not even sure if these butterfly wings go with the look. That's what um, I'm saying, right? Like, like there's no, there's no wow factor for me during that performance. Yeah, you're right. I mean, look, Jimbo, we 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 her her so her performance. You were it it it, it didn't quite do it for you. So, well, let me rephrase: performance, like choreography wise and everything, it was fine. It was it was it was the aesthetic, I should say. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, because the song is funny. I like Jimbo performing it. She did the best, Jimbo. Jimbo can do because Jimbo, we all know, is not a mover a and a shaker <laughs> yeah. at all. So I could feel her trying so goddamn hard. And I think oh, no, she maximum did. Maximum effort. 
She did a decent job. Yeah. But if I'm going to tell the truth, she did not win this challenge. No, 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 no. I, I compared to the everybody else, I probably put Jimbo mid, but yeah. I wouldn't say they're anywhere in the top. Yeah, no, they just, you know, between especially between her and Candy, which we're going to talk about Candy's number. But first, Silas Jonathan, I feel like taking another break. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go visit betterhelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash drag her. Go find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <gasps> Bring back my break. Let's get into Candy. So Candy does uh, just a, a cunty number called Pay, we, Pay Me With Money. Mm -hmm. What'd you think about this? Candy has a presence yes. that is hard to ignore. Mm -hmm. They 
are a domineering force on the stage, and that's due to the fact that they can dance. Yes. Due to the fact that they've got, you know, uh, movement and rhythm and everything. Yes. And they fucking crush this. The the outfit, I think, again, matches, right? Color matches with, with choreography, matches That's with true. The lighting. That's it true. It felt more synchronized. Um, and because of that, I, I liked it. I mean, obviously, crushed the competition this time around. Um, yeah. Candy no, won this episode, but it didn't matter. I mean, only because people had decided, they've already decided who they wanted to win. Sure. Yeah, this um, was a courtesy uh, competition at this point. It really was, unfortunately. But no. Candy fully won this. She did great. There's not much I can critique in her performance. I mean, no, no solid. Um, didn't feel stiff. Didn't feel like she she gave it her all. I mean, the way that she was just throwing herself into the song and the music, and, yeah. and the dancers like there. There was nothing that you could have changed to make it better than what it was. Bitch, I mean, she believes her fantasy. She is, call her J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> the bitch writes her own fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very impressed with her. Even when you don't like her, she still sells you the fantasy that she likes her. And that's, yeah. you can't teach that. No, yeah, you can't deny her, like, being, again, a, a captivating force. Like, even if you don't like them as a person, as a performer, you can't help but go, shit, that was good. Yeah. And and I do like her as a person. I think she's an asshole, but, but I think yeah, I, I like it? a lot of assholes. <laughs> Truly. Aren't and we I'm, all? And I'm not talking about my husbands. I'm talking about like <laughs> I like a lot of assholes. And like that's that's a, it's a it's honestly a lot more interesting than someone who's too nice, too boring, nothing to offer. Vanilla. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, she's she has depth. She has layers. She has um, layers, and she's a loyalist. She's loyal to her besties in a way that's pretty, int- like, pretty captivating. Yeah, because again, we've never, we've never Except seen something Alexis like Michelle. that. No, <laughs> we haven't. She's not the loyal Alexis to Alexis Michelle. Michelle. Shade is real today. You know, she is just the hardest person to like. Um, I agree. Okay, um, <laughs> they do a "You're a Winner" chorus number at the end here that. Uh, I'm not sure it was necessary, but it was. It was not. It was. It was fluff and bullshit, and I hated it. But <laughs> with, with all them dressed in white, yeah, Jimbo placed better, surrounded by them in that mm-hmm. moment than in her actual number. It finally made sense. It my, finally, I'm like, oh, cool. Everybody's kind of synced. Awesome. But I still didn't care for the moment. Because I was watching this with my husband and he was like, why did they do this? Why did they do a chorus number at the end? And and, and I said this and I meant it. I, I was like, Drag Race is that any episode of Drag Race is a house of cards. If you... If you pull at the, if you pull at a card and start asking why, yeah. you have to start pulling every card and asking why, and you can't do that because no. this is a fragile, crazy, chaotically built yeah. TV show. So you, the second you start asking why, it it all falls apart. Right? Why? Because it's magic, goddammit, it, and that's what <laughs> we're gonna keep it at. Okay, we're gonna chirp and burp these finale runways, and if you like a look, Jonathan, you chirp it. If you don't, I want you to burp it. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. Um, so first, we have Monica Beverly Hills giving lilac. Bubbly, ostrich, foamy fantasy. What do you think? 
Chirp or burp? Burp. Yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? If, it, it, if Grimace decided to do drag. <laughs> and Grimace kills. That Grimace, Grimace shake kills. <laughs> <laughs> it slays in both ways. Um, yeah, I, I think there's just little details that annoy me. Mostly her hair peeking out of the back. Thank you. Really it's such me. It's such a, a, uh, it's, it's a pet peeve. Yeah. It, it's not hideous. No, but I, I also think it's too much. Mm-hmm. It it um, I do like the earrings. I will say I'm a I'm a I love big earrings like that. Big glamorous uh, yeah. rhinestones, but it just yeah. It I think the um, the feather boa mm-hmm. covered too much of everything else. Like if if it had been a tasteful shawl, maybe because then you could have accented the rest of the dress. But it looks like they were hiding through they it. They were hiding because the rest of the dress doesn't fit them. So well. Right. It's yeah. Um it's not their size. But it's not it's not as tight fitting. It's not as comfy as some of their other dresses. Yeah. And I don't know if they didn't have time to fit it properly. I don't know if, if things fell apart. And so the boa, the feather boa feels like it was a distraction to to something bigger. I think you're right. Um I'm sorry, it's a light burp, but her face is un, is unbelievable. Yeah, not makeup a, is on point. Flawless. Medical see luck. Medical geek Okay, Nasha Lopez. Wow. I mean, Killed cotton it. candy. Cotton candy goddess from the seventh circle of heaven. If, if, if Marilyn Monroe was in the Hunger Games in the rich district, this is what it would look like. It's flamboyant. It's it's not gaudy. It's the perfect amount of, in my opinion, waves and textures and colors without it feeling like it's just a plaster of different shit trying to make it work. It flows beautifully. This is a huge chirp. It's amazing. Next to Jimbo, it's probably my favorite of the week. Yeah. Um, It's unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. It's both crazy. Like It's both wild, dumb, colorful, and subtle somehow. Right. Right. It's it. And honestly, ca- uh, color choices, that pastel pink yes. versus a hot pink or a Barbie pink. That was yes. what made this anything brighter than this. And it'd be oversaturated. And the embossed material that's giving this Hyrule blue. Mm. Um, unbelievable. Just chirp. Crush it. Maybe a caca. We'll see. We don't know. <laughs> Mrs. Kasha Davis giving black and white 80s diva S. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. It's giving me Beetlejuice. <laughs> it is giving Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. But it's not that it's not bad. Like, like it's, it's not it's, bad. It's a chirp burp right in the middle. Yeah. I'll give it a little tiny chirp because it it's, look, it's pretty. It's perfectly pretty. It is hard to pull off. It is hard to like modernize it and make it look good. So light, light chirp. And this is her drag, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, it's pretty. I'll give it, I'll give it a light chirp. Go Casa Davis. Lovely hair, lovely details. I, I like the mishmash of patterns. Yes. Fuck. Darian Lake. Oh boy. <sighs> I really did not enjoy this. Jonathan, this lime green bodysuit was strange for me. It felt 
I don't want to say like a cop out. Yeah. But compared to all the other up to this point dresses that we saw. I know. Like three patches of fabric and a fishnet. I know. Like, mm, it, yeah, it, it, big burp, big. It's a big burp. It's like her creepy Billie Eilish grew up and became. Like geriatric. if Elton John and Billie Eilish had a love child. Ugh. And not in a good way, yeah. No, no, no. That that would be a cursed session of sex. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, let's. James Mansfield. Okay. Go, pretty goddamn gorgeous. Yeah. Like, huge and gigantic on the one hand. I'm like, is huge and gigantic pretty? Is my one question. And I, I, today I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I liked it. I was worried for the first couple seconds where I'm like, oh, this is going to be horrible because of the colors, right? I'm like, it's mm-hmm. all just going to be like one static color. Mm-hmm. But because of the feathers and the way mm-hmm. that they flow, it adds this like contouring shadowing to the rest of the design. It looks mm-hmm. good. Um, could have it's easily very- gone downhill. But no, I think I think with the hair pulled back, on point. It's very Kahana Montrese, um, yes. honestly. It's like she borrowed it from her sister. It's Vegas. <laughs> it's gigantic. The giant wig to match the giant headpiece. Her, her spine shrunk two, two inches this oh, day. Oh, easily. Yeah, splitting headache for the next couple days. Um, yeah, it's, it's a chirp for sure. Kahana Montrese, oh my God, who I'm convinced she j- literally stole this robe from a Greek Orthodox priest and... <laughs> embossed it with flowers and confetti. Um, I loved this. You might not understand this reference and some other people might not. It's given me Elden Ring boss. (laughs) Like I'm expecting a health bar to appear underneath. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And and you make that first attack and it's like, fuck, that that did nothing. Don't do a fucking debt to them. Yeah. You're like, that was my best move. That was it. That was all I had. No, it's, it's, (laughs) it's gorgeous. It's big, but it, it, I loved the surprise underneath, right? It was like a kinder egg. It's better inside. And it was <laughs> phenomenal because that's not what I was expecting. Um, I was expecting something more subtle, but they came out swinging with with the outer layer, with the underdress. Like it was just. Unbelievable. It was, yeah, it was crazy. This it is. Was, it's like midsummer. It's, meets it's very. Castlevania. It's unbelievable. It's very Queen Titania. Ooh, who's who she? Queen Titania is queen of the fairies. Ooh. In the fae world, Queen Titania rules all the fairies. And this is what I would imagine Queen Titania looks like Hell in yeah. A Midsummer Night's Dream. Hell yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, look, it is crazy. It's also like a huge risk to like put so many details together. Yes. There's heart and skeleton and flowers and clergy, and it, it all works. It all works. And what what ties it all together, though? Facial expression. Oh, I thought you were going to say that big, fat, juicy ass. Okay. I mean, you will. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. It isn't fucking like cold peanut butter, just thick, but it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Chirp, maybe even caca. Yeah, that cameraman. Good for him. Good for him. Lollary giving roses are red, roses are still red. Um, what do you think? It's a lot of red. 
It's a lot of red. It is a lot of red. And, and again, that's the problem with going with one color versus like color variants. It, it can be just oversaturated. Um, it was giving me strawberry jam. Yeah. And I couldn't unsee it at that point where I'm like, it just, it just, the designs are good. The floral print, I get it. Uh, but it just, it didn't, it didn't do it for me. Yeah. Let's see. It's, it's, I love the, I love the dress, but then I think her makeup is a little bit lacking and right. the hair is just too small. It's, it's very like 1930s. Yeah. It's a little thirties wave, but it, it, I don't think it really fits the dress. No, 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 no. Like the only way this would fit is in a lounge where she's got one of those long cigarillos, very Art Deco-esque, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I, and I, she's just done too many small hairs this competition. I want yes. big hair. I want more. It's fine. I, I still will give it a chirp. There's just some details that <laughs> yeah, are Yeah, it's not, it's not bottom of the barrel by any means, but it was, it was just lacking that extra oomph. Yeah, especially following Kahana, which is like right. rude. Alexis Michel. God damn it. This delusional monster knows how to do drag. (laughs) (laughs) I, this is absolute to me, absolutely stunning. It's flawless. It's, it's classic. It's uh, traditionalist, but yes, it's gorgeous. It's, it's giving devil wears Prada. I mean, yeah, it's on point. Like the shoulders of the flare, the poise, just the right amount of bust. It's it's perfect. Like somebody walks the uh, you know down with that in the uh, red carpet, everybody's staring. It's perfect. I'm going to say mm-hmm. something rude and say her look is better than Candy's in terms of finale. Um, and that's mean, but um, but true. I get it. Her hair is so moist and whipped. I don't know what hairstylist is doing this. This hairstyling. It looks so, it looks fake. It looks like, I couldn't even, it looks uh, CGI rendered. Like it doesn't look like it could physically be real. Yes. But it is. It's, you know, this is like if Jessica Rabbit settled down and decided to be a movie star. I love that. Oh my God, it's Jessica Hare Esquire. Um, (laughs) I love that she all grown up now. Right, from Ho to Housewife. (laughs) You're so right. It's unbelievable. I, 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 you know, I got to chirp it. Big chirp. Big chirp. Next, Jessica Weil giving pink, purple. I love the hues. I love the contrasting colors. Mm -hmm. The lip. I love the lip gloss the, or the lip color, the lipstick. It was, it was on point. It wasn't too much. P- purple can be hard because purple is either way too dark or way too vibrant. I think it was a perfect yeah. shade. Smoky eyes, the big voluminous hair. And it's it was, not it was like important. obnoxious Barbie pink either. Like Right. It's like a fuchsia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really gorgeous. It's well paired. And I mean, I'm biased towards her. So anything she does, right. I'm going <laughs> to like. Uh, it's giving like quinceanera vibes. And not yeah, in a, a bad way. Bit. It's like a refined, isn't it? It's like a yeah, double yeah, yeah. quinceanera. It's like I'm 30 now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I have seen her wear this hair a lot. And and if I'm being weird, like I almost wanted her to shock me on this finale. I wanted her to absolutely shock me. And she just, she looks gorgeous. It's still a chirp. But I was I absolutely shocked? No. It, it's, it's very much to their style. It wasn't, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like, oh, okay, yes, this is your style. You look great in it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. 
Jimbo giving graffiti. Devil. Miss Maleficent went to Manhattan. <laughs> what are you talking about? Eh? Hey, <laughs> I'm horning here. I'm horning here. It, it, the, the hair uh, was yeah. on point. This, um, this to me when I saw it, and again, major fucking nerd over here. Yeah. This was Final Fantasy VIII Ultimessia for me. <gasps> I love that. I don't like, even know the reference, and I fucking love it. If you see her, big hair horns, like uh-huh. like just beautiful looking, but terrifying, dark lipstick like that. Very uh, dark witch, right? And this is this is stunning. I mean. This was smart. The dress was bold. It's a bold choice because that many patterns without any like definition on a figure can be hard, uh, yes. you know, to visualize, but like crushed it, accented in the right way. It's like, no, it was phenomenal. I'm glad she's not wearing her mega tits. I think it was a smart time. Yes. There's a time and a place and this was mm-hmm. not going to be it. Very cool. And yeah, I love it. It's different, but it's still absolutely Jimbo. It still encompasses her punk aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolute chirp, absolute. 100%. Love her, love it. She gave a finale in her way. Candy Muse, again, we're back. We're back to the 30s. We're giving Great Gatsby. Mm -hmm. We're giving Big Birds, Big Night Out on the town. (laughs) Um, It's it's beautiful. It's not my favorite, but it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful, but yeah, again, uh, mid-tier, light chirp. It, yeah, it's it's a chirp. Um, it did not blow me away, Mm-mm. and I agree that the ostrich feather bottom is is absolutely gaggy, but then it doesn't quite match the top somehow. Right. It's it's this. I don't know. Like like Big Bird on the bottom had mange, but was fine on the top. Yeah, and it, it's it's the link. I feel like if the bottom had longer flowing feather going downwards mm-hmm. to match versus this weird, like half stuck out short yes. nub. Yes. Then it would have, it would have been uh, a, a better combination. Yes. hundred percent. So we're almost at the end. Lala Ree wins queen of the fame games. Mm. And for me, it was anticlimactic. Um, because yes, yeah, she got her votes multiplied and yes, she's a worthy winner. But again, I just don't like the multiplier. Any thoughts? <laughs> I know it, you, you, you're fine with the multiplier. Yeah, again, and I get it. I get, I get both sides of the argument, right, where the multiplier is dumb. But I also feel like today, this finale, this whole thing was just, it was, it was decided from the beginning. And not because it was pre-planned. <laughs> and not, and not in that term. Not in the fact that it was staged. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. But it just didn't, it was, it was, there was no competition for, regardless of what the votes looked like. The cynic in me says they didn't count a single one of these online audience votes. <laughs> Truly, that, that's what I think. And I'm, I would love to be proved wrong. But something in me says, great, we'll give her the triple multiplier we won't count a single vote that's sent electronically. Who gives a fuck? She got triple times three. Who's going to call us on it? Who, yeah, they're going to ask for a revote. What is this, 2020? <laughs> yeah, no. Thank, thankfully, thankfully, no one is storming the main stage for no one's insurrecting the main stage. <laughs> oh, God. If the queens did an insurrection, we'd be fucked. <laughs> And we're at our final lip sync, Jimbo v. Candy Muse. I love how serious 
Candy's facial expression is coming into this lip sync. Very stoic, very, yeah, very, very in the moment. More so they, than normal. Yes. They look amazing. They both look so different. They, they are gorgeous. Candy Muse's outfit's unbelievable. Jimbo's is unbelievable. And they're, it's who wants to funk, or do you want to funk, sorry, by Sylvester and Patrick Cowley. We love disco icons. So what do you think of the lip sync? I, the lip sync was fine. The lip sync yeah, was, it was, was fine. Was, was, was okay. Fine is a good word for yeah. this. It, it wasn't, like you said, didn't blow me away. It wasn't anything, you know, I was more watching them as far as the performance goes and as far as the, the outfits go. <laughs> Again, the mega tits. Mm-hmm. I, I get it, but it's almost like um, Alexis Michelle with her, with her vagina jokes. It's like, I, it's old. Like I'm, I'm it, over it. We have seen it a whole lot. It looks like Jimbo's butt reveal kind of popped off preemptively or something. Yeah. Or it, it, yeah. It didn't have like a meaningful reveal per se. Um, but this is what Jimbo does. She's letting the tits and the ass tits do the work for her yes. because she can't, she can't do much in the lip sync for the most part. Right. You know, and if you can't dance, highlight your other strengths, I guess. So that, that's kind of what it was. Um, I don't mind the props, the phone and the microphone confetti cannon. I don't mind the props, but. No, no, no. no. And I think for me, the mega tits, the mega butt, all of that would have been more meaningful if it hadn't been already done so many times in previous competitions. Yeah. What'd you think about Candy's slide, slip and slide? I thought she was going to eat shit. I thought she was going to fucking whiff it. I think she kind of did. I think she kind of, it wasn't, it was like, again, I'm here for, Candy to me did win this lip sync. It doesn't matter because we wanted Jimbo to win, but she won this lip sync, not by a huge margin, but she won this lip sync. Yeah. And and, and the only reason was because they happen to have rhythm. Otherwise, it would have been a draw in my opinion. Yeah. But it, uh, it was a bold move for the slide because that can so easily go wrong. Um, I know. And it did look like they botched it at the end. It, no. That's just, that's a hard thing to do in a bodysuit that's that tight. And I don't know the material. I can't imagine it's very flexible uh, in the leg area. But yeah, the competition was, was, and, and I think part of the reason why the competition got ruined is because this last hour, as a viewer, we've already known who's won. I know. It's It's hard to be excited for something when you know the ending of it. I know. You know, so... It, I think we're due in future seasons for some real shockers. I think yeah. we're due for shocking um, because, look, we've had two winners this year of just perfect, exactly who you think would won, won season 15, exactly who you think would won, won this one. So we're due for some shocks in the future of Drag Race history. We need um, a shakeup. We need a shakeup. Jimbo takes home 200K, very deservedly. Mm-hmm. And uh, she joins the Hall of Fame. One of my only critiques is I like when they show the entire Hall of Fame. I like when yeah. they end it and they go, goo, 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 goo. Here are the eight queens in the Hall of Fame. Right. It 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 adds uh, notoriety to the event. Yeah, it canonizes it. Yeah, and it took it away. It It kind of felt... It almost felt like they got to, they even themselves got to a point where like, well, fuck, we know who's going to win this. It doesn't really matter since everybody knows. Why mm-hmm. make a spectacle of it? Right. I would recommend if you have, I'm sure you haven't seen it yet, but now the the reaction video of the crowning is online. 
It's especially cool because Jimbo was wearing a Krusty the Clown um, <laughs> uh, wig. It's like absolutely, truly, a, like there's no doubt in my mind it's a Krusty the Clown homage wig. It's awesome. Um, and uh, it's really funny to watch Jimbo win because she is hyperventilating uncontrollably. Yeah. Like truly, but even before it's announced, just like truly like, <sighs> she's like, can't take it. I'm sure she feels like she might win. She thinks she's going to win. And to Candy's credit, she's incredibly graceful and yes. supportive when she loses. Yeah. Cause it, it could have so quickly soured of the, yeah. the, the moment, right. As, as we've seen, but it was, Minus the the Hall of Fame not being presented, I think it was a good ending. I think it was it was proper. It was a it was a proper ending. We have a clown in the All Stars Hall of Fame now. I guess I would also in, I also I guess we have a couple clowns if we're including Alaska and Trixie. Why the <laughs> fuck not? Um, they're very clowny, um, but it is uh, very very deserving. An excellent addition to the Hall of Fame. Woo! It was it was worth the watch. It was it was worth keeping up with the season. Usually, sometimes like mid season, I'll miss an episode or two and really not. Yeah, but this season it was it was a good one. I agree, Jonathan. It was it was they broke the format. There were moments where I was I wasn't sure about this cast, but they proved me wrong. They proved me wrong. They did their strong cast. Strong cast. Strong chemistry, and they want to make good TV, which I think makes a difference. Right. As opposed to people who are like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, I'm, no, I'm here for one reason and one reason only. It's like, no, they know what it means to be entertaining. Yeah. And it's hard to be entertaining. Jonathan, you are fucking delightful. Remind us where we can support you. Tell us, uh, we'll, we're going to include the links in the podcast description, but remind us where we can support you. What, where, 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 where? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram and Twitch as Latinos Against Spooky Shit and on Twitter Ooh. as Against Spooky. <laughs> awesome. 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 We'll plug all that shit below. You have a link tree. We'll put that below as well. Um, right? I Am I making that up? Same thing. Oh, same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. Jonathan, you are so awesome. Thank you for you. being uh, a soothsayer in the spooky, <laughs> in the spooky culture as well as the drag culture. Oh, well, stay tuned because next week our coverage of Drag Race Mexico kicks off. We're covering episodes one and two with Oscar Montoya. So go kiki with us at Drag Her Podcast. Catch up with the eps and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps keep the lights on. Um, go ahead and tell us what you want us to cover after Drag Race Mexico 2. Um, Till next time. <gasps> Let the music play. <laughs> was a HeadGum original.